Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Robcast. This one, I have some special guests, because this one, the focus is the Zimzum is strong with these two. And I have very special in-studio guests. In the studio, of course, is a room in our house, Zach and Holly Lind. Hi, everybody. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> What's up? Thanks for having us, Rob. So Zach and Holly have been longtime friends. I'm going to go back and tell them how I met you, Zach, and then how I met you, Holly. And then we're going to hear a bit about their background, and then we're going to hear what they're up to now. And I'm doing this because when you see people who have been together for a while and there's something beautiful flowing between them, it's worth celebrating, and you can always learn from people who've got that zimzum of love. Are you with me now, listeners? So... Um, years ago, I got an email and the email was from a guy named Zach and he said, I'm on the road with my band and I really appreciate your sermons. Thanks. And I fired, you know the story, Holly? I fired back an email like, thanks. Love to hear your band sometime. Sort of completely (laughs) dorky email. And then a little while later, I got in, sent to the front desk of the church, a Jimmy Eat World CD. It was a Bleed American CD and it was signed by all four band members. And I was like, Oh my word, when I got that email from that guy saying, I've been listening to your sermons, thanks. And I was like, love to hear your band sometime. Was I emailing the drummer of Jimmy Eat World? And I told him, love to hear your band sometime. Because I'd actually just been to a Jimmy Eat World show. And in in the middle, um, that song was all over the radio. And I had major sort of, I just completely like a dork of myself. But you remember that, Zach. I do, I remember that. And I, I, <laughs> I struggled with, because uh, all I had on me, it was a signed copy. And I struggled with like, there's a little bit of a hubris involved in sending someone a signed copy of your band, uh, of a CD of your band, when you have no idea if they really like your band or not. You know, so I was like, I don't know if I should send it, but this is really the only one I had, so I just sent it, and and uh, hopefully you didn't mind that. Yeah, I'll send you an autograph. That's what we'll do here. Yeah, see yeah. what happens. So um, then um, Kristen's from Arizona, and that's where Zach and Holly and the band is from, and so. When we would go back there when we were living in Michigan, and so we met up one time, and then we and then we met you, Holly, yeah. and we became beloved friends, and we get together on a regular basis, and we talk for several days straight, which is what we're doing now. They're staying at our house for their spring break, and we're talking. And so, why don't you give a bit of background? Um, I love hearing how the band started, just because for many people, origin stories are always fascinating. Yeah, uh, the band started uh, in around around '94, almost a little over 24, 20 years ago. Um, we started in high school. We were just friends who played music, and we all grew up in Mesa, Arizona. And there aren't like yeah, at the, at that time there weren't like a lot of people interested in starting bands and playing music. So, um, but Jim and I, uh, we we met when we we actually went to preschool together. Uh, Rick and Tom had met each other in junior high, and then Tom and I met in high school and started a band, and then we brought Jim in and. Um, and eventually Rick joined up and it was, yeah, it was nice. It was just a bunch of high school buddies, friends, uh, playing music together. And, uh, and so here we are, you know, over 20 years later and still, still, still at it, you know? When you, so when you're in high school, are you like, we're going to make it someday? I mean, was that sort of the thing or was it just, let's make noise? We never like thought that, you know, I think we sort of just thought, Hey, this is a lot of fun and let's, have fun let's play a show you know let's try to maybe open up for a band we really like and yeah you know for us it was all it, it was always like a a sequence of really small goals you know like let's let's play a show let's uh 
let's get our songs on a CD or, you know, it was just kind of like little things, you know, and along the way. And, and so we sort of just knocked one goal down and, and went on to the next one. And then when did you two meet? We met when I was 17 and he was 19. So we, I guess we, I, we met actually at, at um, church, like a church, like D group type thing that uh, I was hosting at a friend's house. And or actually the two of us were hosting together at his house and Zach went to it and we actually had, I think, seen each other at different times, right? Was, was that when we, we actually We sang. played in the same like band at church yeah, a few times right. before we'd really sort of met each other. But uh, Wait, you were the drummer and she was yeah. singing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, audience, this will come in handy later. Yeah. Make a duly noted. <laughs> yeah. And um, could you please tell about the series of, was it videotapes? That they did at church youth group about oh, being yeah. in a rock band or about rock about music that or something. Was a separate youth yeah, that group, was yeah. in the church I grew up in. Um, it was a Baptist church, and in in junior high they played this video called "Hell's Bells: The Dangers of Rock and Roll." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was uh, it's it's really a pretty amazing video, but it was kind of like when I saw it yeah, at the time. I'm you know in junior high, I'm a big music fan, and I kind of thought, you know what, like. I don't really, th- I think this video is kind of full of shit. So, um, and it started, it, it, it was the thing that sort of triggered my deeper thinking into like, well, what do I believe? What, what, what does make sense to me? And, uh, and so it's, 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 but it's funny when you go back and I think there's like the whole thing is on YouTube and it's split up into different sections oh, nice. and yeah. it's really funny. <laughs> I, um, I always call that door number two parenting, which is if you tell your kid, whatever you do, don't go ahead door number two, whatever you do, totally. the number of kids who are like, really, what, what's behind door number two? <laughs> like if you give it way more power, you're yeah. just asking for someone to be like, really, that's bad? Right. That would be all three of our kids. <laughs> they are definitely the type of people, all three so far, that would go into that door. <laughs> if you give it too much power. I mean, some yeah. things it's yeah. like, you know what, don't jump off a cliff. I get it. But right. some things, if you give it way too much power, you've just right. electrified it. Yeah. So did you, so you're playing, you're drummer, you guys are playing. And when you are with him, are you like, all right, so I'm, so I'm falling in love with this guy and he's a drummer. And that, what, what was in your head about where this was headed? Where the band was headed? Yeah. Um, gosh, when we were that age, I mean, we were, again, yeah. 17 and 19, I didn't really, I just hoped that he would come home soon. <laughs> you know, he was on tour a lot. Yeah. And I was in college. And, um, you know, I, I guess, yeah, when I heard their music, like they were working on, um, not Bleed American, it was, um, what were you working on when we met? Uh, Static Prevails. Static. They were working on Static Prevails. And I remember hearing the music and showing it to my friend Christy. And she, we both were just like, this is really good. And I started thinking at that point, they could like be on the radio. They could, you know, they could do really well. And um, not girlfriend, so not it. girlfriend good, but like good, good. No, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really did start, I guess, thinking back. I didn't, con- I wasn't conscious of that until now. I really did kind of think and hope that it could do well. You know, but we didn't really have conversations. I don't think about that until until it actually did. I don't know. I, I kind of don't remember whether we did, but 
I hoped for it. <laughs> and in hoping for it, there was the, the reality that he would like be gone for a long time at stretch, stretches of it. I think as a 17-year-old, you yeah. don't really think about right. that. I, I should have because we eventually had kids together and it, it does affect your life. But, um, you know, we I've tried to go and visit him as often as possible. You know, it's not as easy when you have kids. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it was uh, definitely a hope and... Um, and it, it did happen. It was amazing when it did. It was really amazing. And when the Bleed American album and the middle start getting played and then like Sweetness came, I mean, there was like a lot. That was, did you see that coming when you were recording that album? Hey, this is going to go to another level or it just been always a long, gradual sort of climb? I think a little bit when we were recording the record, uh, it, it was there were sort of two things going on at the time. At the time, we had no label and we had no management company or really any structure to be, you know, we, it was just us. You know, we had been dropped from our label. We fired our manager and it was just us and we made the record. But we, we also kind of realized that there were some major labels becoming really interested in what we were doing. And A&R guys were showing up at the studio wanting to hear songs. And so that gave us a little bit of an indication that maybe this could be uh, you know, better or more successful than the, you know, in, in terms of like, you know, how it does, it could be more successful than, than, than other releases. But we, it's, even at that point, you're not really sure, you know. And then it did. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bell has now entered the studio. Hello. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> um, and then it did. And it just sort of blew up. But you just kept touring and playing shows and doing television appearance. I mean, every, that all for you, Holly, just continued on like it always had in some ways. When when they were recording Bleed American, they had just come off of a Euro, uh, European tour, mm-hmm. I think, and um, I found out I was pregnant shortly thereafter because I remember we went to Germany. I went with them, and another band wife did as well, and I found out I was pregnant for with our first child, Ava, and I was very sick, and we had just put our house... Um, up for rent and we had moved into my sister's place and my sister and brother's place sorry and so our life was sort of up you know we were in upheaval and I was pregnant and very ill like in bed Mm. you know very sick and um, that's when they started like having the success so it was like this crazy time where I'm pregnant and I'm really sick and I can't go the whole reason why we put our house on um to, for rent was that I could go and travel with him <laughs> so and I quit my job too to go oh, and travel with wow. him when I got pregnant and sick but then I mean what a, an amazing thing for them to start doing really well when we were just about to start our family you know what I mean yeah so that's exactly when it happened so I'm always interested when you ask people who are who have done things you really admire and you start asking them about sort of the backstory how it always goes to, and then everything fell apart, and then there was no money, and then the roof leaked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people, they don't be like, and then we won this, and then we won that, and then we were pretty awesome there, and then it's always like struggle. Yeah. Like every great story. And when you ask people with the blank slate, just tell us how it happened. Yeah. It seems like we always veer towards, oh yeah, there was this one time we almost gave up. There's this one time we were all alone. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Well, and... and- you know, the, the really amazing, I mean, not to sound trite, but the really amazing things are amazing because of the really crappy yeah. stuff, you know? So I think, 
you know, sometimes when you are talking about something amazing that happened, you almost want to qualify it with, but this really bad thing happened. And that's why it was so amazing that it happened at that point. Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, our wow. Okay. So, and then that takes us up. And so that up until, so album, tour, album, tour, and then um, there was the Futures tour that ended last fall. So November of 2014 yeah yeah the uh we we did uh, a run in the u.s and then we did some shows in australia and that pretty that that took us through november um and then so we we wrapped up in uh in november of last year and um in the in the summer uh you know just being a band for 20 years and kind of constantly being at it you know when when you're when you're in a band people sort of think well you go on tour and then you write a record and then you come home and you kind of hang out for a while but like in a weird way you never start you never stop thinking about you know generating something for the band or song write, songwriting or making the next record or doing all the business that you know all the other things like you know merch store t-shirt designs um, this or that. And, and so you're always kind of busy with the band and you're always kind of thinking about the band. So in June of the, the summer of four, uh, 2014, we sort of decided, okay, so like when we're done touring this, this year, we're going to sort of give ourselves about, you know, about a, uh, about a, almost a year break, you know, just to kind of, for the first time ever in band history, we're, we're not going to, you know, if, we're not going to, I mean, we didn't really say we were taking a hiatus. We were just sort of like, let's take a break and let's, if something comes along and someone offers us a really cool show to play, then we'll play it. But it's like, for right now, we're taking a break and everyone can kind of clear their head of Jimmy World and, and just kind yeah. of do whatever else they want to do. And, um, and so, so yeah, it was kind of, it was the first time where we'd, we'd kind of given each other the space to think of something else. So you get home, that was Australia, New Zealand or something, you get home, and what, Zali, did you think he would be doing all day long? (laughs) (laughs) Sharing kid duty. I mean, Yes, you're like carpools. Yeah, carpools. Making peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Let's go, that's that's what we need to do. Making lunches, driving the kids to school, you know, it's it's nice having them home because we share those duties. In fact, he enjoys taking the kids to school and driving them, so I get them ready in the morning. So it's really nice to have, you know, a carpool partner. <laughs> yes. And then, so he's carpooling, doing that, and then he starts rearranging, as far as I can tell, he starts rearranging furniture in the dining room. Yes. I don't even know how that came up. I mean, how did you even, is that what you're asking? Like, how yes. we started? How yeah, you... I think it was, um, well, all from like June to the end of the year, I was kind of looking for other gigs, like drumming gigs or whatever, yeah. and... And nothing really came, so I was like, "Well, okay, what am I gonna do?" And I had, um, and before we did the, before I left for tour, we kind of arranged. Our, we sort of wanted to arrange our living room kind of like a little music room. So I put yeah. a drum kit in there, and there's a piano in there, and there's some guitars and a conga drum and a guitar amp and a bass amp. And we kind of wanted to make this little room, so I brought the drums over to the. I brought a set of drums over to the house, set them up, and. Uh, yeah this is cool like it doesn't it sounds pretty good in here and i didn't think it was going to sound very good as far as the drums but uh put the drums in there and it sounded really cool and and i i think the idea was just like let's just i started recording little drum parts 
and uh, I went and bought like a little audio interface to use for so, so it's, uh, it basically it's a four track into GarageBand, you know, so recording drums and kind of thinking, oh, this sounds really cool. And let's, so I just sort of thought, well, I'll just try to learn bass and put bass on it and put some keyboard. I knew I can play a little bit of keyboards and let's play some keyboards on it. So just started kind of starting to kind of make little snippets of ideas. And then that just sort of led to, you know, writing, you know, songs and, and then one idea became, you know, three ideas and then five ideas. And so uh, we basically, um, and at that point, I didn't really know how to play bass, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to sing on it. And I knew Holly had a really ha has a really good voice, and so I thought, well, maybe if Holly sings on some of it, it'll sort of like overcompensate for like my crappy voice. <laughs> and and I uh, wrote this one song, and we put Holly's vocals like I sang the chorus, and I put Holly's vocals on top of my vocals, and it was like, oh, this sounds so much better with her in it. And you just said to her, hey, by the way, I'm recording an album in our dining room, and I kind of teaching myself the bass and keyboards and how to sing. Could you sing on it as well? How did that conversation go down? <laughs> I think it's it's hard to remember because we we have had you know especially we were on a. I guess like a second honeymoon in Australia. His last show I went to in Australia and then we had 10 days there without the kids. And so we'd been having a lot of conversations. What are we gonna do with this hiatus? Uh, do you want to, you know, we talked about like him writing music. We talked about him doing other things, you know, and during that time. And um, so I think the conversation had already been happening at that point now that I think about it. Um, so it, it was just an obvious progression that, that, you know, the music room would happen. And then he just started kind of creating music. And as soon as I heard that first song, I was like, this is really good. Like, you're good at this. You should keep going, you, you know, and, and he has, and he's like, he's so innovative. I'm just, I'm really proud of him. It's okay. So at this point on, why was it a second honeymoon? You've been married at that point in how many years? 15. Why, why a second honeymoon? Why do you use that phrase? Um, probably because we hadn't been away from the kids for that long, and it was really far. We've been wanting yeah. to be in Australia together. He's been a few times. There are night. countless people listening to this podcast right now going, away from the kids very far. <laughs> wow. No. How great would that be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It was, yeah. It was well, also never... a 15-year anniversary, so it was yeah. like, it coincided with an anniversary, so it felt, and... It kind of it did, but it felt more of like a honeymoon than it did an anniversary trip. You know? Yeah, our ten year we weren't able to even celebrate because I was sick with our third ch child. I was pregnant with Zane. Oh, that's so, right. And you were um, sick, sick. I was so sick. We had U two tickets, and which is like <laughs> that is so huge for me. And we didn't. I wasn't able to go. That was actually, like I don't know in bed was, day after day sick. Yes, like in the hospital, mostly in bed day after day. Yeah, that's, that's how I get with my pregnancies, but. So we we did our fifteen instead. Yeah. Wow. It was really so cool. interesting how like there is the ideal like plan you'd make for marriage and like we'll go away at this time, we'll do it this way, and then there's what actually gets thrown your way. Oh, mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So it's... you eventually end up getting that beautiful moment that you wanted just five years <laughs> later. You know what I mean? I'm looking yeah. at Kristen Bell with that like whatever plan you make but like how ideal and perfect and all that. Guaranteed the dog will poop on the rug. A kid will throw up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yes. The guy will come over and tell you that there's a hole in your roof and it's going right. to cost a kajillion dollars. Yeah. Our refrigerator broke a couple weeks ago. 
and the guy does this thing about, well, I don't know if that part is still made. <laughs> if that part is made. So we're like going to the getting ice and taking everything out of the refrigerator. And it's like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, this is the marriage. Yeah. And then he's like, well, if they do make the part, it'll be $800 and I might be able to do it in three days. And you're instantly like just picturing like broccoli in a plastic bag with a piece of ice. You know what I mean? Like that's actually how the whole thing works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say, unfortunately, but I don't know. It just, there wouldn't be any surprises. And again, the great stuff wouldn't be as amazing if you don't, you know, if you don't go through all that. I remember the first time you stayed at our house, um, that house on Romance Street in Grand Rapids, and you guys were playing a show at Michigan State. Right, Um, You had gone and picked up Holly and Ava, their daughter, from the Lansing Airport the great metropolis airport <laughs> and then you had to get the michigan state campus and you had a rental car and you had a car seat and we were coming over with you because you were staying at our house that night and i remember you had to get her situated at a hotel and you had just gotten the rental car do you remember this and the band is ready to go on and the crowd is like ah, and you pull up to the back <laughs> With like trying to make sure that the whatever the kids diaper bag would gotten I don't know if they, I even at that point would have been older than that, but there was like this like dad Zach was in major dad gear when you're traveling and you're a dad and you got all these little things coming out of your pockets and he literally like parks the car in the no tow away zone and it's like a crappy rental uh and then like I remember watching like five minutes later the lights go down and the band charges into the first song and I was like oh this thing is way less glamorous than everybody thinks oh, it is yeah. Uh, yeah. you know what I mean yeah we it's 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 <laughs> you go to the backstage of one of our shows and it's usually just like guys on their laptops and it's super boring right. and there's, there's pita chips and hummus and some carrots <laughs> <laughs> and that's really right. it right you know and it's 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 super boring and, and that's what a lot of it is it's like you're sitting around waiting for the show you know and um, you know, it's just, it, a lot of it is boring. It's like all the excitement happens in like a few hours and then the rest of your day, it's just kind of like whatever, you know? Right. That's such a great, it's just so true. Now, um, let's, so now I come visit you like January and Zach's like, oh, by the way, I've been recording some stuff and he plays like song after song. And I was like, when did you, I don't, you play the bass, you sing. You play keyboard, there's guitar, and the songs are like really good and you're singing on it, but like really good. And there's like lots of them. Yeah. So when did you start thinking we should release these songs that came about in our dining room? Right away, because as soon as you, Holly, heard it, you were like, this this stuff's pretty good. I think yeah. fairly fairly early it was like, let's just set a really small goal and let's let's try to finish three songs and do them really well. And get all the way through it, and and pick the best three songs, and finish those, and just see where we see you know how it pans out. That was kind of I think ended up being the the goal of just yeah. starting really small and not you know we didn't want to like go do an album or anything like that. Which let's just do something really small and manageable, and and going through that process, we'll learn a lot, and then we can apply what we've learned on these three songs to other songs. Yeah, know? and I I think Zach. Zach sort of brought me into it slowly, you know. I I was very hesitant. 
I mean, clearly I've never been in a band before and, (laughs) (laughs) and hesitant just, you know, wanting to make sure that I, you know, this is his thing kind of thing. And, um, but it isn't really, yeah, but you know what I mean? So (laughs) he, um, he, it was just really cool of him to kind of bring me into it. And, um, it was fun singing, singing on the stuff. And, um, I just, I guess I just wanted to say that it, it really has been just one conversation after another every single day that has sort of organically turned into this. It was, I feel like there mm-hmm. wasn't ever one conversation was like, you know, okay, I yeah. think we're going to release this or, you know, I think I'm going to release this and turning that, okay, we are going to start doing it. Like it, it just was kind of just, we're at home together so often when he's home because, you know, we're with the kids and we're, and we enjoy actually hanging out with each other most of the time, you know? And so <laughs> we, um, I don't know. It just was more organic than just having one conversation. Okay, we're going to release this. It was just kind of back and forth over long, over the, those few months, you know, so. Yeah, and then um, why don't you tell people where the name came from? We kind of had a hard time with the name. Um, but The name we, of the band that you're in, Holly? Yeah, yeah. The name <laughs> of the band. We sort of had a hard time with it. Uh, because so many names are taken. So you think, oh, that's a great name. And then you go look it up and then someone already has it. And, um, you know, but I think ultimately for us, um, I think we started, the, the, the thing that sort of unlocked it for us is we started sort of looking at lyrics of artists that we really loved, you know, and people who we admire. And uh, and one of the albums, probably the album that Holly and I liked, the, like, you know, sort of our joint album that we love the most is Peter Gabriel's Us. And so The Wretched Desert is, you know, those are literally the first three words that he utters on the album. So um, I think, and then it's just also we live in the desert and the songs were created in the desert and... Um, we just thought it was like a good sort of fit. It felt right, you know, just saying it, and it kind of felt the mu- if it felt right with the music, and we both loved it. And so it was like we didn't. As soon as we found something we both liked that wasn't already used, then we kind of just said, okay, that's it, and then we sort of moved on, you know, like. Yeah, we we have a mountain that's that we're right near. So the, the it's not just we live in the desert, meaning we live in Arizona. We literally live in desert area, you know. So I think that that's a huge, I don't know, just waking up, we could take walks along there and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's a huge inspiration too. So, The Wretched Desert. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's out. It's out when people hear this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's out and people will get to hear it. And I love that people have heard a bit of your story. I love coming over to your house in January and Zach has made then you've sung on all of the stuff that you haven't shared with anybody (laughs) i remember hearing it and thinking this music is really good like good period not like friend good you know what i mean friend good is basically like hey yeah that's great you did that no this is like objectively good period um thank you it's so great and i'm really excited for people to hear it and i know so many people have been burned by marriage so many people have stories of how it all fell apart that when Two people have, have are still going, and it's not only just surviving, but thriving, and it's really inspiring. So I think part of the, me, the power of this is there's this beautiful story behind the music. Like, you didn't just, you know, look for some guest vocalist, like your wife. <laughs> it's just so, it's a great story. So I hope people um, get it in iTunes, I assume. 
yeah, it's it's available pretty much anywhere digitally that you can get music. You know, so yeah, if if you, but yeah, certainly iTunes and Amazon and all that. All right. Anything at the end here to add? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem. And thanks for your encouragement and support. Yeah, especially that. Both you and Kristen. Oh, my pleasure. There she is. So (laughs) this is uh, Zach and Holly's spring break with their kids. So their kids are in the other room playing Legos. We will now (laughs) sit around and chat. We'll eat. We'll listen to some more music. That's how the rest of this day is going to go. So uh, this has been a special edition of the Robcast. Zach and Holly Lind, the wretched desert, the Zimzum is strong with these two. Grace and peace, everyone. The siren